And then that's when she also, she revealed to me, only me though, that she had messaged many different men with my pictures, asking them if they wanted to quote unquote, pop my cherry. Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Sanagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. For anyone out there that wants to be a guest on our show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can reach us at our website, OPLshow.com, or just send us an email directly at OPLpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and shout out to all the OPL patrons out there who help support the show. And if you want to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash OPLshow. It'll help support the show, and you get weekly bonus episodes. So to jump into today's topic... Today, we'll be speaking to a woman who sent us an email with the subject line, I was sex trafficked by my mother at age 12. And she's going to walk us through her journey being forced into relationships with men by her own mother, a journey that even took her out of the country. And we know it's never easy hearing and discussing these types of stories, but the goal for us is to not brush them under the rug and to, in fact, bring them to light for others who have gone through similar experiences and for everyone to remember that it can often be those closest to us that can do the most harm. So we've got the guests on the line. And as always, thanks for being on the show today. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So looking back, I'm curious if you remember when your mother first started to exhibit behavior that was off and inappropriate. So my mom was always very hot and cold with like affection and love for me. And, um, I think that I was kind of always kind of groomed for her to, to do something like this because it made me have this like innate need to like please her. And I, just did whatever it was that she wanted. Um, but it all kind of came to a head when, um, I was 12 and I just so happened to download, um, an, uh, like a, a thing on the computer called ICQ. I don't know if you all remember that or had it. <laughs> no, what is that? It's like, it's kind of like, it was like AOL messenger or anything like that, but it was really popular in my area back in like, this was like 2001 and I was in eighth grade. So it was just, it was like that, except it had a feature that allowed you to like connect to other people. Um, they could be people from like different countries or even just like, you know, a town away. It was just random. And, um, that's how it all started. So what happened when you downloaded this? Like, why was this around the time that your mom started showing, you know, weirder behavior? Okay. So I matched with a, with a bunch of people, but there was this one guy in particular. Um, he was from Germany and, um, I, we just started talking. It wasn't anything, you know, I just thought it was cool to be able to talk to somebody that wasn't from around here and like, you know, learn stuff, I guess. But it got weird when my mom started talking to him. Um, she would get on my account during the day and I guess like he messaged her thinking it was me, but it was actually her. And so they started 
they started talking and, um, it kind of led to like a friendship between the two of them. And, uh, it was like a, a really weird and like deep friendship between them to the point where like, I was kind of jealous because they were really close. But he thought that she was you or he, or he thought that it was just one person on the other side of the screen. No. Well, at first, yeah, he thought it was, it was me, but no, like then she told him it was actually her and they had their own like little tip. Yeah. And, um, then the, uh, like the more of a romantic relationship started getting pushed on me, I guess, like by both of them, he seemed interested. And my mom was really like, she was trying to push like how nice of a guy he was. Like she didn't know him. So she really had no idea. But from what she had talked to him, she was just, she was convinced that he was like the nicest guy ever. And I felt, you know, like it wasn't that big of a deal at the time. So I was pretty into it, I guess, but it was never that serious to me. Like it was to them, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. How, how old was this guy? Yeah. I was going to ask, were you guys around the same age? Was she having like a kind of these conversations? No, he, with someone was, who was in eighth grade? he was 18 and I was okay. 12. Yeah. Okay. And you guys so, just had like a platonic friendship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, up until that point, up until they started um, becoming friends, and then it it was kind of like pushed on me that it should be something more. Okay, so you, okay, so your mom ends up getting on this account, saying that it's your mom, and essentially trying to establish a romantic relationship between the two of you. But he's eighteen and you're twelve at the time. Right. Okay. Yes, correct. And at, so, sorry, go ahead, Joe. I was just going to say, like, at, at what point did that sort of progress? I mean, at first, were you just like not interested, uh, and your mom was just kind of like pushing it on you, like, no, you should date this kid. But also, how do you date someone who's from Germany? Right. It was it was really weird, and like she she was very um, she wanted me to talk to him all the time and she was getting like really weird about like if if I didn't want to talk to him or anything like that she would pretty much like make me and she would start with um like the hot and cold with her like affection and like love to me if I didn't do what she wanted and that kind of that made me way more like want to please her you know, and so I guess I was easily manipulated into just doing whatever it was that she wanted me to do. Um, like if I was playing with my cousins or anything, like anytime she would like have the account on at all times. And anytime he messaged me, she would make me stop what I was doing. It didn't matter if I was like hanging out with like family, cousins or whatever. I had to stop and I had to go talk to him. Do you know now, uh, like that, you know, obviously time has passed since then that what was she getting out of that? Like, why, why did she like force this upon you? Like, was there yeah, money involved or like, bizarre. what was the reason why? 
Well, I'll, I'll kind of get to that. I don't, I don't know for sure. Like if there was money being, but it is a suspicion of mine. And like, I'll, I'll tell you like when we actually went over there, um, yeah, my family didn't have a lot of money, so I don't even know how it was possible for us to even get to that point where like, that was a thing that like my mom was willing to just go all in on because we, we had what we needed, but it, we weren't, you know, we definitely didn't have money to just like fly to Germany. If that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Oh, you guys flew to Germany to meet him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you were still 12. Yes. So, okay. First of all, it's just like Joe said, it's ex- it's just bizarre hearing this because it's just hard to imagine what a mother is getting out of this. Like, and also, so you're 12. So obviously at that time you have no idea that this is illegal or, or any type of actual relationship or romantic or sexual relationship is obviously highly illegal, but you don't know that at this point, I assume. No, I had, I mean, I had no clue. And also, you know, even if it was like my mom was okay with it. So like, what was I going to do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And were you got, did you guys have a romantic relationship? Was that like kind of pushed upon you? And were you having like, this sounds weird to say about a 12 year old and an 18 year old, but like, were you guys having like sexually charged conversations or was it all just kind of platonic, but your mom was pushing, you know, just interaction between the two of you? No, it was, it was very, very sexually charged, mostly on his end. And I mean, I was completely unexperienced up until that point. I was only 12 and I hadn't even had my first kiss or anything. So I, yeah, I was interested in sex, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal to me, but it was a very big deal to him and everything was very, very sexually charged and she knew about it and she encouraged it. Okay. So it's like from your point at that age, it's almost an interest in sex as something that's mysterious, but not from experience, but his end being 18, he's like, okay. And wow. I just, it's, it just feels really weird that your mom's in the middle of this. So, okay. So you're being forced and obviously, you know, so understandable in your situation. Like we said, not aware of the laws. Uh, your mother, who you already talked about this desire to please her, but also just the authority figure in your life. When I'm 12, my parents can say anything and I'm going to think it's okay and not illegal or bad just because that's all that is your ultimate authority. So you continue going along with this, you know, relationship, uh, you start having sexually charged conversations with him. You know, at what point does this even begin to escalate to the next level between the two of you? Okay. So, um, yeah, it was getting really sexually charged and then it started to like kind of make me uncomfortable. And also, you know, I was in eighth grade and there were boys there that I actually really liked. And so I kind of wanted to break it off and just quit talking to him altogether. And I told my mom that I told him that, and it did not go over well. Like she, she would wake me up at different 
times of the night or in the morning and just tell me like what a huge mistake I was making. She wouldn't really speak to me unless it was about that. Um, she was doing the hot and cold thing with like her love. Like it was emotionally like so like I was tormented by it all for a really long time to the point that I just like I gave in and I went back and then that's when things started like really really escalating and talks of me actually going there happened and it was around that time that my mom actually got a webcam for us oh god yeah it yeah okay and did you ever did he have a webcam yes so you were video chatting the three of you? Mm-hmm. No, it was just me and him. Do you remember that first web chat that you had with him? Um, yeah, and again, it was all like very sexually charged. Um, and that was why she got it. It wasn't like, oh, well, they can see each other. No, it was because he had expressed an interest in like, cyber sex and she had you know complied i guess and um he had actually like sent um lingerie for me to wear and she helped him with that like she gave him our address and i know this is gonna sound completely crazy and i don't know why but he also sent like a little container of his semen along with the, the Valentine's day, like, like lingerie. What the fuck? And your mom like is fully aware of this and is just like totally cool with this at this point. Yeah. She was encouraged. Oh, um, yeah, she was encouraging. She also bought me lingerie herself, like thongs and like revealing underwear and took pictures of me in it to send to him. Um, and I don't, I don't remember for sure if I was topless, it's a possibility, but if I wasn't topless, then I was definitely just in a bra. Which is now at this point, like also just physical evidence of, I guess, child pornography or, you know, underage photos, sexually explicit photos. So this is like really crossing the line. And, you know, I hate to just even ask this question, but did you, did you have like these webcam sessions with him with the lingerie, like your mom that seems pushed this on you and and that actually occurred? Yeah. Um, for me though, I was very, very uncomfortable and also didn't fully understand like why this was a thing. Like I didn't really get anything from it, you know? So I, I would, I had lingerie on, but I didn't really like participate anything in anything. He would like jerk off on the camera and, you know, come to completion, but I really didn't reciprocate. I wasn't, sometimes I would be topless, but that was like the extent that I would really go. Were you even aware of like what these acts were at this time? Like what feels weird to me is that this is just this is your first experience in any sort of like sexuality and I don't like I know it's hard because you were 12 but thinking back I mean I don't know did do you feel like you had a grasp on what was going on or was it confusing 
Um, at the time, you know, I thought that I kind of knew what was going on, but I didn't. I mean, like you said, I, it was it was so new. I'd never heard of even I'd never heard of people doing this, let alone like having to experience it myself without any kind of, I don't know, previous knowledge of anything like that. It was it was all really like confusing and also really scary because I didn't want to do it and I felt like I had to and also I was expected to from both parties so it was just really weird it was really really weird can you talk about you know obviously this went on for some time and then you guys actually go to Germany so when you got to Germany what was that like when you guys first met so Unfortunately, that was actually my first kiss was at the airport in Germany. He was there with his dad and they they met us and his dad first kiss. I'm sorry to interrupt, but now there's parents involved on the other side, too. Yeah, his parents knew about it. And they knew you were 12. Yes, he he had friends who knew about it. I'm, I'm speechless. very confused. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like very confused by this. But okay, so you guys met in the airport and that was your first kiss? Yeah, and um, we immediately uh, went to our hotel and my mom, or I guess it was my mom, I don't really know now, had um, booked two different hotel rooms in the same hotel. And um, I was immediately like shown the uh, hotel room that I would be sharing with him. And it was understood like before I even got there, that that's what would happen is that I would be sharing a hotel room with him and that my mom would be staying elsewhere. So it wasn't like, you know, I had planned to like sleep with her at all. No, I, I, the whole goal was for me to have a hotel alone with him. And it was so bad that I didn't even know where my mom's room was. Like, I had no idea what floor she was on, like, which rooms. No one told me, like, just in case I didn't want to be there. Like, I had no clue where she was in that hotel hotel room. I mean, in that hotel. Sorry. How, how long were you in the hotel? The first day. Um, no, just, I, like, in general, I, how long were you guys were in Germany? Uh, we were We were there for, like... I can't remember, but I think it was like four or five days. And uh, we, I maybe left the room like a couple of times. Meanwhile, like she's off, like doing stuff, like eating at cafes and like going to museums and stuff. And I was like trapped there and couldn't really leave because, you know, she wasn't there. She was my only guardian. I was only 12, didn't know anything, didn't speak the language. And I was stuck with him. So I was kind of stuck there. I didn't even, I only could eat like twice a day. I wasn't provided like with any kind of like snacks or drinks. And I remember being so thirsty sometimes that like I would wait until he went to sleep and I would like, cup water from the, like the bathroom faucet to like drink because I, I felt like I couldn't do anything without it being a problem. And what, what was your days like, you know, in the, like, did he seem like a normal person or was he trying to be like 
sexual the entire time you're there? Like you guys are just staying in the hotel room? Yeah, no, it was, um, it was like immediately sexual. Like when we got there, like that's all he wanted to do. That's all he wanted to try. Um, I, he wouldn't let me like even shower by myself. I had to shower with him. I had to sleep naked. Um, that's pretty much all that was expected. Like I said, like I couldn't really even, there was no time to even eat because that's all that we did. That's all that he wanted. So, so you did have sex with him while you were there? Well, okay. Um, I was, I guess, so young and didn't understand and also like so very much turned off by the whole thing that it wasn't actually possible for him to like get in, I guess you could mm. say. So like penetrative sex didn't happen, but everything else did. I mean, he tried multiple times and I guess that I can be glad that he never like forced, you know, anything, but yeah, like actual penetration never happened. Wow. Jesus Christ. So uh, after your time there, um, you know, you get back home and, and, and what is, what is the mood like? Also were the, did the, your mom and his dad, kind of seemed like they knew each other or they were like in talks or were they meeting for the first time or cause that just seems super shady. Um, yeah, now that I look back on it, I agree. I think that, I think that there was something going on. Like, no, I don't mean like romantically between the two of them, but they, they hung out, they talked. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that they were talking beforehand. And, you know, I don't know. In a way, I think all of it kind of sounds like he had something to do with it also. But, again, I don't know. But the vibe when we got back, well, on the airplane, my mom asked me, she said, she asked me, like, if we had had sex. And I said, no, because, you know, we couldn't or whatever. And she she told me that she didn't think that I would because she knew I was a good girl, which was so confusing to me because all this time, like it had been pushed on me and pushed on me. She had even bought us condoms and had like told me what to, like what things I should do and like the lingerie and everything. But then she told me that, you know, like I knew you were a good girl and that you wouldn't do it. So it was so confusing to me. So confusing. Uh, what the? So was there a point? Um, well, I guess my other question is, is this the only time that something like this happened? Like with you and your mom? Like, was this just a one time sexual setup across the like different country? Like, I, don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but or is this something that happened other times? Well, he came, he came back. He came to America. Oh my God. In the summer, it was the summer after eighth grade. So I was about to go into ninth grade and, um, I was about to turn 13 and he came over, he slept on our couch. And when my dad would leave to go to work, she would wake him up and let him come in my room. Did your dad know about me. this too? No. And I mean, your mom of made course that he known. knew that. I'm sorry, what? Uh, but your mom made that known, like, let's not tell your father about, like, what's going on. 
Yeah, she, uh, yeah, it was a big secret. Um, as far as he knew, like we were, you know, it was completely non-sexual and all of that. Like he had no idea. Whoa. Did, so how long did this go on for with, with this guy? So you went to Germany, he came to the U S at what point does this end or I don't, did it end up turning into something else? Okay, so um, after after he left, I mean, the entire time he was there, it was it was excruciating for me. I hated him by that point. I couldn't stand to even be in the same room with him. Um, it was absolutely horrible. Um, and then there was talks of him moving here, and I, I just I knew I would be miserable for the rest of my life if that happened. And I finally just like. I broke down and I told him like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I, I'm not totally not interested. And I told her that also, and surprisingly it, she took it well. I think that also it helped that he was kind of getting disinterested in me as well. I guess maybe my bitchiness, I'm not really sure, but yeah, he was losing interest also. So I think she kind of, you know, just took it for what it was and like realized that that, you know, that was over. And so I didn't get as much pushback. Um, but then like a few months later, uh, I don't know what caused it, but my mom like confessed to my dad and stuff that she had been having like an online affair. Uh, it was with someone completely different and, um, she had catfished a bunch of people with like my cousin's pictures. And then that's when she also, she revealed to me only me though, that she had messaged many different men with my pictures, asking them if they wanted to quote unquote, pop my cherry. What? The and fuck? I don't know what. I don't know what pictures she sent. Um, it could have, it actually could have been like the pretty much the child pornography that she had taken of me before. So she did she, try she this again that? with other men. Yeah. What did you say when she said this to you? I mean, I was completely horrified. I was scared. I didn't know if all of this was going to go on again. If like, you know, these men were going to like come and get me. I, I really had no idea, but I was terrified. I was really upset. And I felt like I couldn't tell anyone because she was my mom. You know, who, who could I tell? Yeah. I mean, and, oh, well, uh, <laughs> I know we're both just sort of speechless. Like I think the biggest question, and, and I don't know if you've, found the answer at this point in your life but why did you ever find out why or talk to your mom as you got older of it just seems so it's just so hard to wrap our heads around and I'm, I'm sure listeners and I'm sure you what was possibly gained from this f from anybody um yeah it she we have talked and the only thing that I could really get out of her is that she said that she was like trying to save me from the men that were around, you know, my area. She said she wanted me to 
have my first experiences with a good man and somebody that would take care of me and that she was just trying to protect me and look out for me. That, that was her, that was her reasoning. But also, I mean, she's, she's definitely mentally ill. And so that's another Mm -hmm. reason that I have a hard time, like wrapping my head around it. It's, it's because, you know, I don't know what was actually her and what was like the illness, you know? So it's really hard for me. Was this something that you ever considered telling like, maybe the police about, or, you know, did anyone else find out about this? Was there any sort of legal ramifications? No, none. Um, I, I really didn't tell anyone like, honestly, I didn't even really think that anything could be done because even she said this, she said, well, that's what you told me you wanted to do. You know, you agreed to all of this. And I mean, technically I did, but I felt like I didn't have any other choice. And so I felt like, you know, what are the police going to do if, you know, once they find out that, I agreed to it technically. So, you know, and at the time I didn't really think about my age and, you know, the age difference. All I knew was that I had said yes, technically, and my mom was okay with it. So I didn't think that there was anything more for me to do. Wow. Which I guess looking back, I I don't, as a 12 year old, I don't think any yes or consent is, is actual consent back then. Um, are you, are you still close with your mother? No. Or did this affect your relationship at all? Or did you ever talk about it, you know, further as again, like as you get older? Yeah, it affected like my entire life. It affected my relationship. I think it took a long time for me to realize that, you know, she was the one that really like fucked up and it wasn't like, something that I should be shameful about. Um, you know, I was made fun of, you know, like by friends, um, like my family thought I was weird. It was, it was really tough. And I had this like horrible shame about it. And I kind of resented her because she put that shame on me. You know, I didn't want any of it. Um, and I think of her now as more like, she's like a relative to me. She's not really my mom. I don't have any like motherly like affection for her. She's just kind of just someone I'm related to Hmm. at this point. Do you guys talk often or, you know, you don't really speak that much? Um, it, it comes and goes. It, um, it's really hard for me to completely write her off. Like I said, because like, I know that she has, like a mental illness and like it. And also I, I've, I kind of mourn for the mom that like I always wanted, you know, like I, I wanted someone that would be there for me and protect me. And I keep kind of hoping that she'll change, even though that I, I know that she's not going to. And so it's, it's hard for me to completely cut her off, but yeah, we don't, we don't speak often. And there, I, I usually go a, a few months without speaking to her or seeing her. And then, you know, like I'll hear from her for a little bit, but yeah, we're definitely not close and I still have a lot of resentment towards her. Does she know that? Like, do you guys like, Oh yeah. Have, yeah have you guys she knows. Sp- so it's still something that pops up, you know, 
every so often. Like it's not something that you haven't talked about in like 10 years or something. Yeah. Um, like I, she, she just maintains like, well, that's what you said you wanted. So I was just trying to make you happy. That's all she'll ever really talk about it. And that's only to me, to everyone else. She won't really say what happened. Like people will ask her, well, like why in the world would you go to Germany? You know, when they find out, she says we went for a vacation. Like she won't admit it to anyone. And like I said, even with me, she, she downplays it and tries to put it off on like, it was something that I wanted. So she was, you know, just doing what I wanted to do. So you haven't told any other family members or, or your father. It seems like people are aware that this weird trip to Germany happened, that there was a stranger on your couch. Um, but have you ever told anyone in your family? Um, I, they know details. They know that like it was against like that I didn't want it and that I felt forced into it, but they don't know, they don't know any of the specifics. Um, yeah, I've told like my aunts, I've told my dad. Um, and honestly, not much was really said about it, which was also really confusing to me because I don't know, I can't imagine finding something out about like, you know, something like that and not having a huge reaction to it. So I don't know. Uh, no, absolutely. And, and look, like we're not here to tell you what to do or what you should have done. Like this is your experience, but you know, I'm sure I speak for Joe and other listeners right now. I mean, the reaction to this story is for me, it's, it's pure anger. I'm, I'm so mad right now hearing this and we're obviously so sorry that this happened to you. And, you know, I hope there truly is no piece of you that thinks any of this is your fault. Um, but yeah, that's bizarre to hear that there was no strong reaction, but you know, it's, it's sad because we have heard that before and there's been episodes with similar themes or family members that have done terrible things to, you know, grandchildren, kids. And a lot of times it seems like other family members find out and it's, they just choose to be passive about it or, you know, keep, just want to keep the family together or, or not make a big deal of it or keep the past, the past. And that is just always so frustrating to hear. Uh, but I, I am curious with that, like the fact that some of your family members do know, I mean, was your mom ever like officially diagnosed with any mental illness or was it just, is it just kind of assumed by your family because of, you know, her actions that obviously something else is wrong and at play? Um, yeah, no, she's never been diagnosed. Um, but it's definitely like, you know, we all know because shortly after that, she started exhibiting, like she started experiencing hallucinations and delusions and she still is very, very delusional to this day. Um, and so it's just known kind of, but no, she's never been diagnosed because she doesn't trust doctors and refuses to go. Wow. Wow. Jeez. So and do, do, does any part of you feel like she should have some sort of consequences for these actions? Or are you just kind of like, I'm just moving forward with your life. And I mean, seemingly it seems like that is your answer where you feel like I'm just going to move forward with my life. And how do you exactly, 
go about that? How do you, you know, kind of just move on from that and try to forget about it, I guess? Um, there's a part of me that does kind of want her to face some kind of consequences for it because I feel like I was the one that mainly suffered from all of it and that she just kind of, you know, got away with it. And, you know, there's no real consequences for her. Like everyone still speaks to her, you know, there's not really anything that's changed in her life. Meanwhile, I, every part of my existence has been affected by it. And so I, I mean, to move on, I, to move on, I guess like I went to therapy. So I think that helped a lot. And it does really hurt me to, to think about it. But at the same time, like I, I can't let it hurt me anymore because it's already done enough. I have to just kind of grow and like learn to deal with it when I start thinking about it. Like, you know, just I think about it for what it was and I feel really sad for that kid that I used to be. And I wish that I could like do something different, but at the same time I can't. So I just have to just move forward yeah, that's that's powerful to hear. And, you know, what about today? You you mentioned uh, before we were recording that you really have not told many people. It seems like select few family members know some of the details. Um, but is it kind of cathartic for you and, and helpful to talk about this story, you know, now on this platform? Yeah, it actually it's way easier than I expected it to be. Um, and I thank you all for it. You all have been great. Um, I think that sharing it is really, really helpful because, you know, you think about, you know, sex trafficking and, you know, the bad guys and you don't think about it really ever being like your family member and it's, it's real and it happens and it's really scary. And I think that, more people should like be kind of aware of what's going on. And if you see something, even if it's your family member, you should, you should try to do something about it. I think about it all the time. Like if, you know, anybody in my family had been like, wait, hold up, you know, he's 18, she's 12. Like, that's weird. You know, you don't need to be like facilitating that, you know, and mm -hmm. that could have prevented a lot of things. And I just hope that like, talking about it like that encourages someone that if they see something or, you know, hear something that they'll just be like, hold up. Like, that's not, that's not okay. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a, a huge piece of this too, is, you know, if this is ever something that you see, you know, just the power of saying something or just asking someone a question, just asking someone, are you okay? Or especially a child, because in your case, it's, you know, it's impossible for you to look back and say, and you shouldn't, you know, like say, I, w I wish I did this or, you know, oh, it was so stupid of me not to say anything. You're a 12 year old child doing what your mother told you and no one can blame you for that. But yeah, for the other adults involved or anyone that may have suspected something, uh, it's, it's so important, uh, of a message to remind people just how much a simple question or, you know, asking if everything's okay or, you know, trying to pry for some details, uh, that, that could go a really long way. Cause that could have changed the entire course of this. Yeah, I agree completely. 
Yeah. And, you know, we, we really appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us. Uh, you know, and obviously we're very sorry that this happened to you. It's something that shouldn't happen to anyone. And, you know, we appreciate you coming on and just being strong and kind of sharing your story. Um, I think that it would be helpful to some. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you all. Um, I really appreciate you giving me the, the opportunity to talk about it. And you all have been so nice and so supportive. So I really appreciate that. That's made everything a lot easier for me to talk about. So yeah, I really that, appreciate that. Thank you all. Yeah, no, that's that's really good to hear. And yeah, seriously, like we, we wish you the best of luck uh, just with, with everything going forward. And thank you again. No problem. Thank you all. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Before we get to our final thoughts, we do have a sponsor for today, which is BetterHelp. BetterHelp uh, connects you with online counselors. Um, you can start communicating in just under 48 hours to talk to your therapist. Uh, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Um, and you can switch from therapist to therapist. They make it very seamless in that way, so you can find the right fit for you. And uh, yeah, it's great. I've been in therapy for a couple years now, and I recommend it to everyone. So if it's something that you've been wanting to dip your toe into or try it out, you can do it with BetterHelp. You can also save some money uh, by going to betterhelp.com slash OPL. You'll get 10% off of your first month. Uh, again, that is betterhelp.com slash OPL, and you will get 10% off of your first month. Um, so definitely go join over the million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the experience of a licensed professional. Man, I frankly am horrified at that story like it started bad and got worse and then got worse on top of that as well mm. um i think it's very obvious to me that there's something there, there was something going on i think that she was being compensated probably with money or something that just there's just nothing else that like makes any sort of sense mm -hmm. like why you would do something like that and subject your child to that and not for nothing too 12 to 18 like is such a drastic jump. Mm -hmm. Like it is six years, right? But six years from like, like, bro, that's a sixth grader, I think. Um, dating a senior in high school. It's, yeah, it's it, like, that's insane. There's no way to justify. Like, you can't say, like, oh, an 18 year old. I mean, an 18 year old's an adult, first of all. But to say, like, oh, that's still so young, it does not matter when there's a 12 year old involved. That is, yeah, bro, you're in sixth grade. There's no like, just imagine how that, that looks, like physically how that looks. Yeah. You know? Like there's no like it's just like what I just are we talking don't about? understand all the people involved from the eighteen year old to his dad to the mom to even the dad was like, What are we talking like what are we well, saying? Well to her like, dad what is being going like on? passive to yeah, to the, the German kid's dad, like I mean, dude, I, I literally Googled halfway through like statute of limitations for like child assault and things like oh my god it's just so it's 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 hard it's it's, it's impossible i'll say it's impossible to not get just completely wrapped up in anger but it is important i think with episodes like this it's it 
it's not anger that's directed at the guest and the woman that we just spoke to who went through all of this because it's just very easy to say she should have done something differently or she should even do something now, you know, to, to whatever, maybe get authorities involved, maybe track these people down something with her mom. But that is just, it's, that's, that's too, too complicated. That's her life. But yeah, man, the anger for like the family, the mom, it's very clear that there's severe mental illness involved too. I think that that really could be the only other thing, like you said, maybe some sort of weird, I don't know, just compensation or whatever it may be, but clearly for anyone to be able to justify these actions, uh, there's, there's bigger issues at play there. There has to be, um, man, uh, so fucked dude. I I like, (laughs) it just got, I don't know. Like, and I, I just feel so bad and, and you know, God bless her. I mean, she sounds like she's like, it sounded like she, you know, obviously that's not, fucking easy to go through something like this but it sounds like she has sort of moved on from it and is comfortable in her decisions and you know hopefully yeah she's doing okay um yeah i hope she truly is because you're right there is it does seem like she could could truly be comfortable with her decisions and and i hope that that lasts and that she's done some work and, and continues to do work um but there's, it's hard, man. It's hard to keep composure during these episodes. Um, I, I don't think I did it very well on camera. I'll have to look back at it. But I just felt dirty the whole time. Like, I know you you did too. And, uh, but it, it's hard because we also just have to respect, you know, her, her story. But it's really disappointing when these end with other family members just not doing anything or just leaving it in the past. And it reminds me of, um, like my, my grandpa made me a sex slave. One of the episodes we did where it was very similar, uh, where she told family members and they did nothing. And that just hurts so much to hear. And, uh, no matter how many times we have conversations like this, it is just, it just, it hurts every time. It hurts every time we hear a story like this. It, It really does. Yeah, it's, you know, this is going to be a, a tough one. That was a rough one to kind of, like, hear and sit through, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, um, for anyone out there that wants to be a part of the show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We have OPLshow.com, and our email is OPLpodcast at gmail.com. So just send us an email, and we'll uh, reach out to you. Yeah, the show is nothing without the guests, like the woman that we just spoke to, the people, you know, who are willing to share these these tough stories so thank you to to all you guys you could also follow us on instagram at opl podcast and if you want to become a patron head over to patreon.com slash opl show you help support the show and uh, you'll get weekly bonus episodes as well so thank you guys